When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Feels Like Weezer. I'm Heidi Bennett from Vibrant Visionaries, Spinal Tap Minute, and Cabin Minute Cast. <laughs> hey, great to have you back, Heidi. Great How are you to doing? be back. Good. I'm having all my rock and roll dreams come true here. <laughs> So this is uh, the end of the week on Friday with uh, Minute 18, and it starts with Lester's last bit of advice and ends with Elaine's dissatisfaction. And, uh, Lester, you know, he's, he's talking about, uh, be, you know, be, because he's uncool, as we kind of, you know, get a more definitive answer on <laughs> much later <laughs> in the movie, um, you know, he, he lets William know that he uh, stays up late and, you know, he can contact William can contact uh, Lester if he gets in a jam. Yeah. Which, hey, that's great foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Guess what happens later in the movie? Uh, a jam ensues. Yeah, and, and just as we, we end that little section with the two of them, again, it's just, I like how there's just, it's just plenty of breathing room here as they both have their little mm-hmm. conversation and... I don't know why that stood out to me today, just how there's uh, there seems like their eye contact and, you know, yeah, there's no cell phone distraction. There's nothing else really too busy <laughs> going on. It's so it's it's nice to see what a, a coffee house. I mean, it's a diner, but I, it reminds me of like a, you know, coffee shop, coffee house yeah. kind of a mm-hmm. conversation where you're just really. Yeah, and it almost feels like a confession too. Like, oh, I'm, I'm up. <laughs> I'll be up, toiling away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they definitely are having that that, that really good uh, eye contact with each other. Uh, you know, at, you know, as they're talking and listening, both they're definitely both doing each and uh, have that last that last little bit of of a of a connection of a you know okay we we really understand each other and you know it's kind of a it's a mentor mentee what have you thing going on here between them that that's that is thus has thus started 
with their interaction in, this, in just this one day. Yeah, and I wonder, too, if William's also like, is this my future? You know, am I staring into the eyes uh, of yeah, me a uh-huh. few years down the line? Well, and that's, 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 there's the, there's the dangerous stuff that Lester talked about, but then there's also that, that he sees as dangerous, but then there's the other dangerous stuff. <laughs> He's talking about doing, you know, speed and some NyQuil and different things, uppers to, to stay up at night just in order to write. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's a big thing. It sure seems like with, uh, Cameron Crow and, and William here as his, uh, stand in, um, that, uh, you know, drugs really have really, as far as I could tell, uh, did, did not come into play in their lives and his life <laughs> in will in, uh, Cameron's life, Cameron slash William's life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, so the assignment was, you know, for Black Sabbath and just at the last couple seconds of, of seeing them, you know, finish, finishing their, or not, not necessarily finishing, but us seeing them <laughs> for the last time together here, mm-hmm. uh, the song Paranoid by Black Sabbath starts. Right. A so great transition great little, there. Yeah. Great little guitar work. And uh, it, it immediately just, you know, cuts to this outside scene it's it's dark at night and it's and the one the one the one building here that's that's more prominent on the on the left <laughs> it's it's it ends up being on the right it ends up being that's the arena that that uh will be really focused on, in on for the next uh good uh weaker week or two or three maybe mm-hmm. um but uh i guess i guess this uh it's a sign but with uh with some sponsorship there of the uh union 76 uh, gas station <laughs> It, yeah, the, the thing and itself I, is definitely not a gas station. It, that, right, that's no, that's just a signage, and yeah, yeah. and those balls. I mean, those yeah. that those big orange balls. I really remember those from my childhood too. Oh, yeah. So those were just mm-hmm. well, I always connected place. with them. Yeah. That's that's my that's my birth year. <laughs> oh, seventy so, six. So 10, 10 to fifteen years later, especially when I started driving, about fifteen years later after right. after that that year seventy six. You know, and there was there was a local gas station that 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 had it. That uh, I certainly went into a few times when I first was driving. Um, and and the sign says uh, tonight seven thirty p.m. sold out Black Sabbath with Stillwater. So that's our very first indication of this band that is uh, that we certainly have have uh, not uh, tried to hide or anything with my with my ranking question. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a it's not a spoiler that he's gonna run into this band that uh is uh fictional you know black sabbath uh certainly is real band we've been hearing a lot of real real music it's not not all made up right stuff so far like like the music will be with uh stillwater and uh san diego sports arena so there is yeah it is it is considered an arena yeah, so and I don't I don't recall and I didn't watch the whole movie for this. So is that mm-hmm. a, does arena mean that it's an outdoor show or just a big show or I don't like I think of arenas as being like multi-purpose. Well, obviously sports arena, so Yeah, like, right, yeah. Yeah, and th- yeah, that's what I'm more familiar with arena for with um yeah, some sports um that 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 sometimes show some uh have some uh entertainment types things too. Yeah, and, and yeah, indoor as well. You know, I don't think uh, you know it, it would be more of a more of a stadium, I suppose. You know, if it were outdoor, 
for, you know, much much like uh, oh, almost ten years prior to this with the Beatles. That's that's what I'm extremely f- most familiar with. Uh, rock right, and so forth. right. With the huge learning about Beatles and yeah, yeah, with them being on that stage in the middle, that's kind of small in comparison to the huge space and it's before they were doing those things now where you um like uh also have everybody uh on stage on a few huge screens so that even Uh the people in the cheap seats can still kind of see the action i've seen a couple of those arena shows and yeah they can be Uh even if the sound is good it's you get a bit disconnected from the band if you don't get to see sort of what they're well, yeah. doing. <laughs> and that's the thing back then it definitely would have been a dis- more of a disconnection, you know, cause they wouldn't have had the big screens. Yeah. Um, so, so there definitely would be more, uh, 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 a lot more of a uh, party atmosphere, shall I say, <laughs> I think uh... in the back, in the back sections. Um, but um, so another thing is, is uh, the car that um, this, this turns out to be, we, I mean, we find out very much in this minute, uh, just a few more seconds, that uh, it's Elaine Williams' mother driving it and station wagon with uh, the wood, the good old wood pad- paneling on the sides. Right. Um, and that is a different car than um, I'm just quite positive uh, than uh, from a couple weeks ago when uh, William finds out he's he's been accelerated more than <laughs> he had previously been told by his mm. mother 11 then so it's four years ago roughly four like four and a half years ago um gotcha. 15 15 now um and there's all plenty plenty of people walking around there's the uh staff security guy in the yellow jacket with it written on the back and uh a ton of other people walking around and guess what this one guy pops up <laughs> and he and he is known as the he, he it's in the credits he's the wanna get high guy ah you know, and, and this is his own on imdb it's this is his only credit <laughs> and there's on one of the social media i won't say which but i'm sure you can if you were really crazy about it his name is patrick herman and uh you, you certainly can possibly try to uh talk with him which i have so mm. <laughs> Maybe he'll reply back at some point soon, but uh, you never know. Um, there's other people that I've found out, uh, certain certain actors um, later on, that uh, are, are, are podcast-friendly people mm. that I hope to reach out to soon. If I haven't already, I might have done, done a little one, one little uh, initial reach out, but I'll try again for some of these other people that are have certainly have more more <laughs> more lines than uh want to get high right right well not that you asked but <laughs> if i could go back in time and have somebody as a guest on my podcast that's in oh, this yeah. it would be um, mitch hedberg gets to oh, play okay. yeah. Yeah. eagles road manager and is yeah. unfortunately no longer with issue. us yeah. but yeah mm-hmm. such a hilarious and sweet guy i got to see him perform um at the sacramento punchline and he was just fantastic and i actually got to see mark Mm -hmm. maron speaking of comedians that are also in this movie uh also at the sac uh punchline along with um 
Patton Oswalt and a few other awesome folks as they were kind of coming up. Um, Not that Patton's in here, but uh, yeah. Um, And that was something else I noticed too with the, um, I guess the people that are maybe in, there's like uncredited people that I don't think I've ever noticed were in here at all like kyle gas and folks like that oh yeah well now he's in the untitled oh okay okay yeah, there, well, yeah that makes there's sense a deleted then. scene yeah yeah um have you already talked about like first concerts or arena shows or things that you that you've gone to no yeah yeah i mean personally and personally i'm not i'm not a huge concert tour i certainly have enjoyed some of the ones i've I've been to most of the ones i've been to but uh yeah it was really college where i got more exposed to that and I, i started getting getting out there and attending some and and heck even the fraternity that i was in we even put on a concert a co fraternity uh thing Mm. on our on our but we'd use our front lawn um so i had that certainly had that experience and had some good times and so forth good music um but yourself you you i mean i mean you're talking about your your zine that you did and and uh getting close to these uh various uh rock and roll guys yeah, yeah. So you must uh, well, have seen them. Certainly, playing. I saw plenty and behind of the them. scenes playing, rehears- <laughs> rehearsing too, or something, probably. Yeah. Well, when I was in high school, I lived in the foothills, so I lived up in the Grass Valley, Nevada City area of California, and there was actually a great, uh, and still is a great, um, full spectrum community radio station up there mm-hmm. called KVMR. And so I got to actually get exposed to a lot of different music in the punk and new wave um, world through that. And I was really into um, the police in high school. And that was my first big arena show. I haven't seen a whole bunch of arena shows, but that was the first big one. And that was in Sacramento and for some reason um, the openers were Santana. Mm-hmm. So I got to see Santana and the police and, um, and I, I was, you know, in, I was, I guess this age, right. I was a teenager, maybe I was 16 or something like that. So I do remember going and being dropped off by the parents and uh, I didn't get the, <laughs> the embarrassing <laughs> call out that he gets yeah. here, but there mm-hmm. was certainly a curfew and, you know, get come straight back to the spot where we'll pick you and your friend up. My friend Sandy and I went and, uh, and, you know, standing in line and everything. It was just very exciting to be out, you know, kind of as, as it got darker and just be in line around a bunch of adults and certainly people, you know, drinking beer and partying and stuff. It was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, later on, um, I got to see you 2 um, in an arena and then um, I've spoken about this quite a bit on Spinal Tap Minute, but I 
got to see the first uh, Lollapalooza also, which had a huge oh, wow. you know, variety of musicians, mm. and that was really fun. Um, but yeah, over the years, I preferred and still prefer a smaller venue, you know, a nightclub venue where you really get mm-hmm. to, or a, you know, kind yeah. of a, yeah. um, maybe one that's more, uh, there's a place called the Palms, um, that where you can go see, uh, it's a smaller sit down venue where you, you know, you really get to see and hear the band really mm-hmm. well. And, um, I like those kind of shows better, but yeah. Well, yeah, and and even in even in the green room, I was telling you about uh, the the local band to me um, that they were starting to hit it big when uh, when the lead singer died, uh, Brainiac, and mm. when the it's, not, it's hard to even call it a concert. It was it was a it was a house gig that my uh, two uh, two freshman year roommates who were from Hillsboro, a uh, mm-hmm. pretty small town. Uh, uh, around uh, the Cincinnati, Dayton, Columbus area, um, that their hometown, where we all went back with them, and they, they, Brainiac played headlined for for them and played played in front of them, um, and and they that certainly isn't necessarily really the way it should have been, but it was just this it was just this crazy little little uh, little gig in a house. Right. Yeah, I mean to to see this uh, this uh, wonderful band. I, I believe now, you know, I didn't quite understand then fully. I mean, I listened to a little bit and was digging it a bit, but um, to see to see that band before uh, the, uh, the the lead singer Tim Taylor actually Timmy Taylor um, uh, died unfortunately, but um, to see him right there in front of me and and he's playing a a little mini Moog or or, comp- or maybe just a keyboard. I might have that wrong, mm-hmm. but on on a on a seemingly pretty flimsy stand but he is just punk rocking it out and that <laughs> keyboard on that stand just just goes all he, he keeps his hand on it but it flies all over in front of him as he's doing you know crazy you know uh, almost mosh dancing you know and getting trying to get the crowd worked up to did an excellent job awesome i love those intimate shows but yeah yeah and i've never really been to a big arena type you know, I've, yeah, I've almost the bigger ones I've been to are more like the uh, outdoor park type. Right, right. Pavilion, yeah. pavilion type things. Yeah, there was a lot of really good music and house concerts in Sacramento in the um, 80s and 90s. I definitely really cherish those memories that I can have uh, still in my brain. And there's a band that ended up relocating to New York called uh, Chick Chick Chick. You'd see them at this place called The Loft, and they were just, you know, it was just a sweaty <laughs> mess, yeah, but had that incredible right. energy. Uh, and then, of course, Cake. Um, I saw oh, yeah. Cake a few times. I honestly wasn't really in all <laughs> that into Cake, but before Cake, Vince, the the um, uh, trumpet player, he and I dated for quite a while yeah. and lived together. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember hearing about you mentioned that before. When when Heidi and I have been, you know, actually yes. actually face to face with each other. Yeah, at, uh, which... at the previous um, uh, movies by minute meetups. Um, but unfortunately, uh, the more recent one. This is pre pre recorded pre the Portland one and and released after it. Unfortunately, but uh, so hopefully soon uh, later on in the run of this show, we'll we'll find out about. 
find out about the fourth one and where that will be. Yeah, 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 so yeah. We'll be cluing everyone on into that hopefully later on. Um, so, uh, so I think you kind of mentioned, uh, you know, the, the mom, the mom, the mom dropping off the yes. kid at the concert. <laughs> and, and you know, and when when you were kind of talking a little bit about that, I was wondering, okay, so could this even be his first concert himself? You know, yeah. I, there's nothing truly that gives that tells us that, but just the way you know his mom is this this I've said this a couple times already, but but she's kind of she, even though she's a teacher, and I think with other people she's kind of on the progressive left you know lefty leaning side right. of things. But when definitely when it comes to her own kids, <laughs> she's much more conservative and protective and so, right. so forth. Um, and and the whole well the whole don't do drugs you know is, is right. this crazy part of it and then also this family whistle thing <laughs> that they have right there. right which which is really funny just just uh, a couple couple days ago I saw the uh, movie Brightburn mm. and a little little uh, mother son actually even more so than any other family members that are in it uh, whistle to find each other it's it's not a whistle there is the whistle it does come into play in a few minutes here that that it does kind of it is kind of maybe to find each other but uh but she does it here as a way to you know to remind him right (laughs) and then that's when uh when she embarrasses him with with the uh don't do drugs yeah i cringed every time (laughs) every time i watched it i'd cringe for him and there is just a little bit of the uh, line of when she's talking about the uh, Cinderella and no slipper coming. And right. then the, ex- the extended part of that is you just remember you wanted to be Abraham Lincoln. You wanted to be Atticus Finch, which the Atticus Finch definitely is we're aware of from when they're when they're their very first uh, time we see them and they're coming out of the theater having just seen To Kill a Mockingbird. But the uh, Lincoln thing is is a. Uh, is new and and probably a good reason to cut that part. Yeah, that was one thing I was reading um, uh, for Cameron Crowe's biography that that's a common theme for him to have somebody in his films mention uh, To Kill a Mockingbird or reference To Kill mm-hmm. a Mockingbird. And I remember my um, stepmom who... She's a very progressive person, but I, I remember her her saying to me, sort of as you know, talking to a teen girl and saying like, "Don't think that some prince is going to come by and you know, mm-hmm. take take a uh, take care of you and everything. You know, you got to like figure it out figure out how to do things on your own and all that. Like I okay. still remember her doing that. So that is, that again rings true as like, a, as like an observation of what a mom might say, sort of looking around and seeing uh, even uh, yeah, like a activist, progressive activist mom, like we've got here. Um, and so the very last, uh, very final seconds here are just uh, William starting to walk down this ramp. It's just a little bit down it. That's all we see of that, and who knows what's going to happen at the bottom of this ramp? <laughs> that door, that door, and that light down there. <laughs> Scary times ahead. It's 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 like the beginning of, or it's like, or like some some part of uh, your your uh, one of your other uh, podcast uh, 
the uh, for the cabin in the woods, right? Right, right. Mysteries unfold ahead. <laughs> well, if you if you don't have any more notes, um, I mean, uh, real first, uh, we can get your your history with the movie, but then then we can have you plug some more. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, so my history with the movie, I do not recall rushing out to see it in the theaters, but I definitely saw it, you know, early. So I don't remember. When, when did it come out? 2000. 2000. So yeah, I'm sure I, you know, watched it when it was available and really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, you know, so I've already previously mentioned, so I grew up in Southern California mm, and I actually yeah. my dad... Um, always had a, as long as I can remember, had a subscription to Rolling Stone and I loved pouring through it, um, later on as a young adult, um, and, you know, musician and music fan. I loved, um, reading that book. I'm with the band and also loved reading uh, biographies of, I also read, um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, um, you know, really enjoyed that movie. So yeah, big fan of that um, and and this also. Uh, and yeah, I think that's yeah. about it. Very cool. Um, so if, if you don't have anything else uh, you'd like to talk about this movie in, in particular or, or even Cameron Crowe. Um, I mean, you certainly just mentioned Fast Times, but, um, but uh, you can tell us uh, now about, besides uh, uh, Spinal Tap Minute, uh, you have the cabin in the woods uh, minute podcast. Yeah, so that one and... we shortened it to cabin minute cast just because that was easier to you know get on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Then write the cabin in the woods minute. So yeah, spinal tap minute is available at spinaltapminute.com. dot com, and mm-hmm. yeah, we go through all the you know same kind of deal as what you're doing here, and uh, all those are available, and we actually got to. Uh, speak with the actor Dave Caff- Dave David Caffinetti, uh, who's an actor, musician, and played Viv Savage. He lives up here in Oakland, where I do. So he got to come over, and that's one of our special episodes there. And then, yeah, Cabin Minute Cast is at cabinminutecast.com. And that's with my friend Molly Balin. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go through the cabin in the woods. That was a total blast as well. Lots of other uh, movies by Minutes podcasters were guests on that. And then, yeah, Vibrant Visionary. So um, by day, I'm a uh, professional coach for multi-creative people. So people who do a lot of different creative things. And, uh, you know... Similar to somebody like uh, Cameron Crowe, who's, you know, writer, producer, director, actor, et cetera, et cetera. He doesn't do just one thing. So Vibrant Visionaries, the podcast is uh, mostly conversations with people who I just find fascinating and interesting and do a lot of different creative things. One of the most popular episodes is with the artist Skinner who he's an artist, an actor, a writer. Uh, he's, he's in the rock and roll world. If you just look up, if you're not familiar with him, if you just look up the art of Skinner, you'll get an idea of what he does. Uh, so that's always an episode I kind of point people to. Um, but I also got to speak with um, 
lots of directors and and um, interesting uh, film world people when I went to Fantastic Fest last year, and hopefully I'll be going to Fantastic Fest again this year and getting some uh, more of those folks on there. And then we also um, noticed that a lot of people like to talk about how we can take care of ourselves as creatives, you know, that life is (laughs) can be stressful and that we overwork ourselves, especially for a lot of us that work for ourselves. You know, it's like we don't have a, Anybody saying it's five o'clock time to, you know, power down. <laughs> and if you're really creative, you have a lot of creative ideas. It's hard to just, you know, rest. So the uh, self-care and self-kindness and compassion um, hmm. subject comes up a lot as well. So uh, and Molly and I actually did a whole episode um, on that, that, um, that people have been really resonating with that's when we're all get a lot of people emailing and texting and leaving, you know, really great reviews on the one with Molly Balin on combating burnout for, you know, creatives. So yeah, come check it out at vibrantvisionaries.com. Yeah. That's, that's definitely the one that I've uh, listened to the most. Um, And uh, it's, it's, it's really a, a good insight to, Things to keep in mind, not that I'm that creative. I, I have my day job, but, but I do do this podcast and I've done my previous one. And and there's so much work that goes into putting these yeah. together. So mm. you, you know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks right. for yeah. listening and thanks oh, yes. for having me on, on this podcast. Yes, it's thank you so much for being great. on uh, Wednesday and Friday, 17 and 18. Um, one one additional little plug I do want to get in since it's a, I think a Friday is a nice day to do it, uh, and you're talking a, a good bit about uh, a lot of these other movie by minutes podcasts. So it's they, you can find uh, many of them, well over a hundred that's for darn sure right now um, uh, at moviesbyminutes.com, uh, and and I got to give the little shout out to uh, Pete and Alex of Star Wars Minute for essentially starting. The at least the da- the daily or, or nearly daily idea of uh, doing these, right? Yeah, hail to the chiefs! Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so thank you so much, Heidi, and we'll be back uh, next week with uh, some more co-hosts and guests and so forth. Until then, it's all happening. All happening. I am a golden god! Hey, it's Marcus in the Darkest. And Ray Coob here. The Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll is a podcast for the lover of rock and roll. Like many of the other Pantheon podcasts, we take a unique look at the entire rock and roll timeline in a non-traditional fashion. We look at events, we look at movements, moments, albums, tragedy, celebrations, and more. These are what make rock and roll rock and roll. And it's why the Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll is a juggernaut waiting for exploration and discussion. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.